Matthews, and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that arrived for the last 40 years. And today, I have my special guest. He's an award-winning author, and of course, best-selling author too, no other than J. Edwards Holt. Welcome to Book 101, Mr. Holt. Thanks, I'm glad to be back. Yes, indeed. And before we go on to the book two of your Little Man trilogy, let's do the recap of the books that we talked about for the last two weeks. Last time we talked about the first book that we talked about, Sparrow Songbird. Yes, that was the one we talked about first. That's, um, that's a short story. And it's um, it's free. It's available anywhere ebooks are sold, and I think uh, people will enjoy it. It's um, uh, like I said, it's a short story, and it's free, and um, you can download it anywhere that you can find your ebooks. Yes, and the number two book that we talk about is the first book of your trilogy. Little Man, Big Treasures. That's um, <clears throat> that's the first book in the Little Man, Big Treasures trilogy. It was originally supposed to be just a single kind of standalone book, but um, after the reception to it was very well, I decided to go ahead and write a sequel to it. Um, and the first Little Man, Big Treasures, that book is about, it's about a group of dwarves that go hunting for treasure and they get into all kinds of um, trouble and have lots of adventures and there's a lot of action and all that good stuff in it. Interesting indeed. So people, if you are uh, curious of how Mr. Holt created or crafted those books, please do listen to our episodes. Mr. Holt, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about the sequel to Little Man, Big Treasures. How did you connect the Little Man, Big Treasure to the book, to the Summoner's Gem? Well, after Little Man, Big Treasures received um, such good feedback from fans and from um, various people that were reading it, I, um, I came up with an idea for a sequel. And so I decided to go ahead and start writing that, the... Uh, the sequel is called The Summoner's Gem. It takes place um, considerably after uh, the original Little Man Big Treasures book. It, um, and it follows um, the main character of Little Man Big Treasures is named Obalin, and it follows his uh, best friend from the first book. Um, it picks up uh, around 30 years later, and it follows his best friend who is looking for Obalin because Obalin's gone missing. And he decides to leave town and, and go on an adventure to find his old friend. And he ends up um, crossing paths with a wizard, which is something he doesn't expect. And um, the wizard has a, a powerful gemstone that he carries with him called the Summoner's Gem. And it's called the Summoner's Gem because it gives whoever uses it the power to um, 
talk to animals and to command various animals at their side whenever they want. Interesting, Mr. Hall. Summoner's Jam, how many days or months you wrote this novel? It took about a year. What are your struggles in writing Summoner's Jam? It was it was kind of hard to to follow up, um, you know, to make a sequel and um, just to kind of come off the success of the first book. Um, but I ultimately, you know, I made this one where um, while it is a sequel, it can also be read on its own with no prior knowledge of the first book. And you would still uh, be able to get something out of it. Um, but of course, you know, if you read the first book, you'll understand some of the, the references a lot more than you would have. But it, it's meant to be read. Um, it's better read as, you know, in order, but you can also read them out of order and make sense of them, too. So but the challenge was just coming off the success of the first sequel and trying to write something that I felt lived up to the first one. How did you balance the villain and the heroes of your second book? <clears throat> um, well, it's um, as far as the villains go, there's there's kind of a twist with the villain in, in the book, kind of an unexpected twist with the villains. But, um, you know, without giving it away, I'll just say that, um, you know, I think there's a pretty healthy balance between the heroes and villains. You know, this one is, is definitely mostly about the hero and the the villain has um you know a smaller role but definitely a strong impact um in the story but i'd say it's it's pretty balanced which chapter that you enjoy the most writing um probably the uh the i guess the final big action scene um there's a battle and um, in all those books, I enjoyed writing those final battle scenes the most because there's a lot of action and suspense. And it, it creates a really um, amazing picture in your head, I think, because it's like you're um, a lot of people have said it's, you know, it's like when they read it, it's like watching, you know, um, a battle on a movie or something like that. Do you have another option for the title of your second book of your trilogy? Um, no, pretty, pretty much from the beginning, it was going to be, uh, the summoner's gym. Um, yeah, pretty much from the beginning, it was, it was going to be that. What's behind the title of the summoner's gym? It's, um, it's called the summoner's gym because the, uh, the story is, is fo focused around, um, basically it's a small orange gemstone. And, um, as I was talking about earlier, it's, it's an orange gemstone, but it's magical. It's got the power to uh, summon animals from anywhere in the world and uh, get them to do your bidding. And it's, um, it's centered around this dark wizard called the Summoner. And it's said that the Summoner, um, you know, just appears and commands animals to do his dark bidding. And... Um, there's a legend around it and you know it's 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 a lot about that it's about the summoner and it's especially about his his magical gem how did you craft it the summoner's gem you know it's kind of just a story i came up with when i was 
I was trying to think of sequels and um, just the whole idea kind of came to me. I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, a little bit of an idea came to me about, you know, writing something about a magic gym. And then, you know, the story just kind of uh, spiraled on from there. Very well said, Mr. Holt. But before we go on, I want to shout out to the people listening in Bangladesh. Thank you, Bangladesh, for supporting this podcast in Dhaka Division. I get 76% audience here. Barisal Division at 20%. Kulma Division at 2%. But last but not the least, she had division at 2%. Thank you, Bangladesh, for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world. Like Mr. J. Edwards Holt, the Summoner's Gem, what is the best highlight? Um, I'd say that, you know, the, the uh, of course, you know, the, the action and just the adventure in it is is a lot of fun. It's something that um, really kind of captures the attention of anyone from like preteens all the way to, you know, um, I guess you'd say old folks, you know, it, it just really, um, people have commented on how it's, it's a fun adventure and um, it's got sort of a moral lesson behind it, um, which is that um, when when the time comes to do what we're supposed to do, we'll be given the strength to do it. And um, so it, it's got that kind of moral lesson. It's got family values, and it's um, got it's got that adventure and the action aspect as well. A little bit of humor too, and um, those are some of the main things it's been praised for. So the Summers Jam, if you want to go back and revise itself, which part of the book do you want to revise? Um, there's not much I would really, really change. Um, pretty much any time I go back and look at old books, you know, I see things that I would probably refine a little bit. But there's nothing really specific in this one that I would like to, to change. So let's talk about the main characters of the Summers Jam. Okay. Yeah, the main character is a dwarf named Bindle. He's um he's from the first book as well. He's he's the main character's best friend in the first book, and then he's the main character of this book. Let's talk about the villain. Yeah, you got um you got two villains in this uh, book. There's the summoner, which is the dark wizard that that holds the summoner's gem. And um, then you've got another villain. It's a, he's a giant snake and his name is Dracon. He's, um, he's a giant three-headed snake. There you go. And he's, um, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty villainous. Yes. So Mr. Hulk, can you read the prologue of your, the Summoner's Jam? Mountainside Village. As time goes by, the world and things in it change. This is just part of nature. But no matter how much time goes by, Mountainside Village remains the same. In a world of uncertainty, it remains a light, a beacon of hope and positivity. Most importantly, it continues to be home to some of the world's most interesting creatures, dwarves. Like their home, the dwarves change very little over time. Their bodies grow older as expected, but their ways remain the same. 
For as long as they have been around, dwarves have been known to be lovers of one thing in particular, treasure. Throughout the years, many dwarves have made a living hunting for treasure, and some even earned the title of legends. Most of the dwarves in Mountainside Village, however, were content to stay around their homes, seldom leaving the village's gates. There was never a need to venture far from home. Mountainside Village had grown over the years and was now home to more farms than ever before. Because of this, there was always more than enough food to go around. But despite their tendencies toward greed, the dwarves were what made Mountainside Village the calm, joyful place that it was. Its residents were humble, friendly, and quick to give a smile in passing. Mountainside Village kept its reputation as a calm and peaceful place to live, separate from the rest of the mountain realm. Nothing of great significance ever really happened in Mountainside Village, just the hustle and bustle of normal everyday life. However, things were soon to change greatly for one particular Mountainside Village resident. Interesting indeed, Mr. Hold, but before we go on, I'm inviting you to my other podcast, Food 101, our third season, with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chefs in one of the best restaurants in downtown Toronto. And please do listen to our latest episode. We talk about Parmigiana, people. Parmigiana, Malanzane, one of the trademark of Italian cuisine. So please do listen Food 101, plus one more. Our books are out, not only one, but seven volumes and more volumes to come. It's all about how to create a delicious food. It's uh, taken from our first season of our 100 episodes on Food 101. So please do grab a copy, available on Amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide. If you describe in five adjectives, what are they? Let's see. I would say exciting, um, epic, action-packed, meaningful, and let's see, uh, fun. It's fun. Definitely fun. So, uh, the summoner's gem, is it good for a cities or a motion picture? I think it would be. Yeah, I think it would be very enjoyable. I've, I've had some uh, comments that it would be good as a movie. Do you have a dream cast for your, if it's become a movie or a series? Hmm. You know, I've thought about some, but I, I don't have anyone in particular right now for that one. It's been a while since I thought about it, but um, yeah, I mean, if given the time, I could definitely come up with a dream cast, but not right. I, I don't have any right off. Do you think there's a missing that you want to add? Um, I don't think there's anything really missing from it. Um, you know, like I said, anytime I, I read my old books, I think of things I, I would like to add or something like that, but all in all, I think I think it's got everything it needs. What are your preparation in writing the Summoner's Gem? <clears throat> I did, you know, I did a lot of a lot of studying of the first book to make sure I was 
consistent and keeping up with hap- with what happened and everything. And it was, um, you know, just using a lot of the skills I learned from the first book and, and putting them to work for the sequel. Is it the Summoner's Gems? Is it stand alone? Or is it prerequisite that you need to read The Little Man? I would say you should read Little Men first, but if for some reason you can't, you can still uh, read it and understand it. Um, so it can work as a standalone, but I recommend uh, reading the series together if you want to, to fully understand everything. Definitely, people. So the Summoner's Gem and the Little Man Big Treasure, they goes together and we need to read first the Book one, which is The Little Man. Hold, what is the criteria of a good book for you? I think a good book is, you know, something that that keeps you turning the pages, that um, just that you don't want to put down, you know, something that um, something that you really enjoy and kind of takes your mind off of whatever's going on. So what are the elements that you put in the story of the Summoner's Gem that make this book a good book? It's got a lot of, um, just a lot of situations that are um, relatable to us even in modern day. And it's got a lot of um, adventure and just kinds of things that, you know, um, that, we wish we could do, you know, certain um, things like that. I think it's got a lot of action and adventure and fantasy, magical elements to it. Yes, indeed. And thank you, listeners, for my latest score of 26. And my podcast is belong to 10% popular show globally thank you listen Oaks. so mr halt let's talk about ai artificial intelligence which is now a big issue for the writers all over the world what is your piece about artificial intelligence hmm well i mean i think it you know it it can serve good and bad purposes i mean you know if, if you use it and um kind of if you take false credit i think it's a bad thing but um in some situations it can be good um as far as like it uh, i understand it can help with editing and and things like that um and i think it's okay as long as as long as you don't use it for any kind of dishonest purposes you know um as long as you give credit where credit is due and and things like that i think it's okay but it's it's something I'm uh, really enjoying kind of watching it develop because it's it's really fascinating to me. I think that if AI and human goes together, it will create a good outcome. It's I mean it can I think it can yeah it, as long as you know it's not in use use for like malicious purposes or whatever. I think that some good can definitely come out of it. Are you recommending using AI in every way? Uh, I don't know about every way. It, um, like I said, you know, it's good for, um, you know, it helps some people edit their work or, 
Um, I think some people use it to kind of get like writing prompts or writing tips or something like that. Um, and a lot of people use it for businesses too, maybe. Um, but I think under the right circumstances, yeah, it's great. Definitely. It's something that helps other people as well as it helps strive more for the best. Thank you, uh, Fitzwatch, for putting me on the list. My podcast is on the number seven best art book podcast. You must follow this 2023. Thank you so much. Can you please invite our listeners to buy all your books? Absolutely. Um, I encourage anybody to pick up, um, you know, this trilogy, um, the Little Men Big Treasures trilogy. It's like I said before, it's a lot of fun. It's I've had um, people enjoy it anywhere from preteens to, you know, um, elderly people. It's just something that is really it's written to uh, to fit anybody pretty much. And I think that um, anybody will enjoy it as an adventure. If you enjoy a good adventure with some action and, and humor and heart, you'll definitely enjoy it. And it'll, um, you know, it'll it'll take you to another world for a little bit. And so I encourage anybody to get it. You can um, you can find all my books by going to jedwardsholt.com and click on books and you'll see everything I've written thus far. And um, my books are available on all major book retailers and ebook retailers. So I encourage anybody to go and pick them up. Yes, people, let's support Mr. J. Edwards Holt because if you support him, he will give more, more books, people. What is your message for those aspiring writers out there to want to publish their books or book? Absolutely, yeah. I say that, <clears throat> you know, if, if you're an aspiring author or planning to publish a book, that you should keep working towards it, you know, Um Whatever your dream is with that, just go ahead and chase it. And, um, you know, you may be surprised what happens. Yes, people, we're encouraging you to do your writing because probably you're one of the best in the making. Who knows you are one of, let's say, Dickens, Shakespeare, and what else famous, uh, or Mr. J. Edwards Holt in the making. Stop procrastinating. Go for it. Right, Mr. Edward? Absolutely. Mr. Holt, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me again. Morticon people, see you soon.